Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in wherever you guys are. Thank you for joining me. I am Chris Kiefer. Welcome to another edition of the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. You guys want to do some shopping, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com because it is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and that's right, free three-day shipping. That's right, free free three-day shipping over 75 bucks it's easy to see why you guys should be going on to keferinktesting.com right now and clicking on that rmatvmc banner and then continue to do your shopping and that helps us out hugely thank you for doing that i appreciate it it really does help us out you guys want to get some new gear fxr is the place to go you can go to fxrracing.com use the code kkmx35 and that will save you 35 percent so uh, save yourself some money, get some new gear, great colors, spring edition. There is uh, limited edition gear coming out again. Seems like FXR is always coming out with LE gear, so that'll be out soon. The stuff that dropped a couple weeks ago, that is available right now. And uh, maybe uh, while, you're do- while you're there, go get yourself a 6D helmet, ATR2. You can use the code. If you guys are looking for a code on 6Ds, you can hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will get you a code for a 6D and save yourself 100 bucks, so that's huge. And you want to get some suspension on your bike to make it just float over the bumps, go to Racetech, Racetech.com. Sales at Racetech.com if you want to order something and then use the code Kiefer to save 10%. That'll help you out there, but go to the guys over at Racetech. They do everything, engine, suspension, uh, ECU remaps, whatever it is, those guys over there can do it, and they are great people. <clears throat> Uh, I also want to mention there's a race this weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, if you're an old-timer, there's an old-timers association uh, that's racing over at Western Motocross Park. That's in White Hills, Arizona, March 5th and 6th. You want longer motos. You want to get some time on the track and enjoy yourself with the family. Go race with the old-timers association, oldtimersmx.com. Um, they are great people, and the Las Vegas chapter is racing this weekend, guys. I will be over just down the street in Mesquite racing the area qualifier for Loretta's with Aiden, so I'll be right down the road. But if you guys want to do some racing and you guys are in the area, it's only, if you're in Southern California, it's only two and a half, three hours away. So go do yourself a favor and go race the, with the old-timers. It's it's a good group of dudes. Uh, have some laughs and uh, race with your buddies. Uh, thanks to all our 2022 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, of course, Old Timers Association, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop, Plum Creek Funding, and Blood Lubricants, and, of course, Fast Company. If you guys want to get a cool spoke torque wrench or even the Flex Bar that's out, I just did a review on that. That'll be up on Wednesday, so you can check that out. Uh, Very interesting bar. Uh, It took me a long time to (laughs) uh, try this bar. A lot of you guys are wondering about it, so that review will be up, and uh, you guys can check it out. There's a lot of interesting tidbits in that review, so make sure you go read that over on my website right now.
All right, guys. So we're back for another week, and uh, I wanted to break down 2022 450 motocross suspension settings that I have come up with and a little bit of uh, some tips for each bike that I have. Now, we're not going to include the Suzuki on this. You guys want to know about Suzuki, just go to my archives in my uh, website, keyfortested.com, or you can go to keyforinktesting.com, and then you can look up Suzuki content. And just so you guys know, the new website, you can just click on brand, and if you have a Suzuki, you just click on Suzuki, and everything that I've done for a Suzuki will pop up. So it's very easy to navigate, a lot cleaner than the old site, so thanks to Swisscore for doing that. And if you guys want to do some shopping, there is a shop section. We do have hoodies, shirts. Uh, we will have some beanies here pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, that'll help us out, too, if you guys want to get some merch. And Heather will send that out to you guys ASAP. But uh, I've spent about, uh, what, it's March. Tomorrow's March 1st. Uh, six months, almost six months on some of these bikes. I recently just got uh, a Gas Gas and a Husqvarna to ride a little bit more to confirm with these settings. A lot of these bikes haven't changed from 2021. But with that, I have more time on them. I can give you some torque specs, uh, especially with the Honda. That really does help. So there is some settings as well as some tips that I can give you that I've learned over this time with these bikes um, that can hopefully help you guys out. So it's not something that you guys can normally uh, find out on your own. It's tough to find a setting when you're just trying to ride your dirt bike on a weekend and you want to go ride with your buddies and you don't really want to dick with your stuff. That's what I'm here for, and hopefully if you guys uh, want a no-fuss setting, uh, just listen to this podcast, or you can go to my website. Those are up as well uh, on my website, but I thought I would do a podcast just because some of you guys are traveling a lot, and you like to listen to my voice, and quite honestly, some of the information you're going to get in this podcast is not on my website just because um, I'm able to bullshit with you guys a little bit more here and just like we're talking on the back of a tailgate, so it's just a little easier for me to digest hopefully for you to digest as well, um, some settings. So let's get right to it. A bike that hasn't changed that much is the KX450, right? Uh, not my favorite bike to ride, I will tell you that, but man, once I get on the SR edition, that really changes my mind quite a bit. I just did a factory bike shootout. If you guys haven't listened to it, you can go back in the archives on this show and listen to that. Uh, but for me, the, the suspension is just soft. It's divey. The motor is super easy to ride, very linear, except for the very, very low RPM touchiness that is the Kawasaki. So if you guys want to get a map, go to my site. I have a map up there that will get rid of that really herky-jerky 0 to 5 to maybe 0 to 10% throttle opening that kind of upsets the chassis in the corner. And then once that, once you clear of that 10% throttle opening, this bike is super linear and easy to ride. It's it has enough horsepower for most people. There's not a shit ton of excitement out of the Kawasaki, but with that, like the KTM, comes rear-wheel traction, uh, ease of riding. It's not intimidating for people to ride. So maybe if you're thinking about moving up to a 450, the KX450 power plant, once you get it mapped for that smoother, low 0 to 10% throttle opening, it really does make it easier for you to ride, and it's less intimidating. So... Um, I enjoy riding the engine with, you know, with the suspension settings that I have, but it's not one of my go-to machines if I'm looking at all these bikes in the shop, which I have been for <laughs> a little while. Uh, I would much rather have the SR. The SR has a shorter 
wheelbase feel, even though if you do spec it out, it's the same. Just with the KYB suspension on the SR, it just feels much better. There's more dampening. It holds up more. There's less pitching. So if you do these mods to the Showa stock stuff, it does make it much better. Is it as good as the KYB stuff? No. I have ridden with some Showa stuff recently from Pro Circuit that it's the best fork that I have ridden with. Pro Circuit revalved and did some of their mods to their Showa fork, and it's really good. So if you guys are looking for someone uh, besides Racetech, I'll give you guys other options here. I'm always pretty open with that. Pro Circuit does have a good fork setting for the Showa KX450 fork. All right, so if you guys are just looking for Band-Aids and getting on the track, you're a weekend warrior, you don't want to spend some money, look, if you're 170 pounds or even north of that, below 200, you're going to need 5.1 newton millimeter springs. 5.0 is stock. It's just simply too soft. Like if you're, I'm 170 pounds. I'm not even that big of a dude, and it's divey. You try to crank in the compression, and all that does is get it really harsh feeling on small bump. So go to a 5.1 spring, and of course I've told you guys how to do this. You just purchase a 5.2 spring and just drop one spring in one side of the fork. It doesn't matter left or right. It doesn't matter. And what that does, it makes it a 5.1 newt millimeter spring, and that does require, you know, a little bit of work to put it in, taking that cap off, dropping the spring in, but it's fairly painless, and that will help with hold up coming into the corner. So 5.1 spring, if you're over 200 pounds, go to 5.2 springs, so just get a pair, drop them in, and uh, that will really help you guys a lot. You leave your oil level at the standard oil level height, uh, compression, if you're on a 5.1 newt millimeter spring, you go to 11 clicks out. If you're at a 5.2 spring, you want to go to 12 to 13 out. So you're going a little bit softer with that spring rate, 200 pounds plus. Rebound, 10 clicks out, and the fork height should be about 3 millimeters. Stock is 5, but I feel like um, it, it's a little bit... What I don't like about this bike, and I'll just be completely honest with you because this is the podcast, it doesn't have a shit ton of cornering ability, right? The Honda corner's better, the KTM corner's better, and to me, even the Yamaha corner's better. It has more front-end feel. This Cowie has a vague front-end feel uh, with the stock settings with the stock spring. You put this spring right in, it doesn't dive as much, so that stays up in the corner. You have a Dunlop MX3S that comes stock, thank you, Kawasaki, and it really does help. So I leave it at three millimeters in the fork height just because I feel like that's a happy medium for stability and cornering. And when I run it up five millimeters, I get a little bit better cornering ability through area two of the corner, but my stability on lean is less. So this is something I really like about the Kawasaki is how well this frame absorbs and chassis absorbs bumps. So for me, run that fork height at three millimeters, and that's your happy medium for a good cornering machine and stability. You're never going to get a shit ton of front-end bite unless you go to a different offset clamp, which I have tried. You can go to my site and look at that. And But that's just you're spending more money. So this this whole podcast is about trying not to spend as much money and getting some settings for you guys to at least be happy with. And then I'll give you some options if you want to spend a little bit of money later on down the road. So that is my fork setting. The shock is actually pretty good. I like the stock shock spring. I'm 170 pounds, but if you're over 190, try a 56 newt millimeter spring. Stock is 54. Sag should be at 104 millimeters. Low speed comp, 16 clicks out. High speed, 1 and 1 eight, And rebound at 10 out. 
So you can check that out. Okay, so now that you have this blend of uh, good stability and you have a basically a good cornering bike, what else can you do to this bike? Is there a modification in the pipe, uh, ECU? So I will tell you this. As big as an ECU fan as I am, I am not that big of a fan for a vor on a Vortex with this bike. It doesn't do that much, honestly. It's really like... I put a Vortex on this bike, and it doesn't really help it that much to warrant the money. I do prefer, if I'm going to mufflers, I like the FMF system and the PC system. I've tried the Yosh. It gets a little bit too smooth with the Yosh. So if you guys want a little bit more low-end feel on a Kawasaki, you go to FMF. you want more mid-range to top, you go to a Pro Circuit. Those are my two options that I prefer on the KX450. A couple things that I've noticed over time with this Kawasaki. The bolts suck ass. So... I have broken two bolts <coughs> by simply just loosening them up and taking some stuff off and checking maintenance items. No big deal, right? Well, they break. I've broken a uh, stator cover bolt just by backing that bolt out. It snapped. Uh, seat nuts um, fall out. So RECMX has these cool seat nuts you can put in, and it's 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 easy to do and you don't have to worry about it but for some reason the seat bolt nuts fall out because they still use that backing plate behind the bolt so for me getting some quality bolts in there um i go to basically you can go to bolt usa and uh they have an, an assortment of bolts that is better than the stock stuff which is amazing so bolt company if you guys just search bolt and uh they have a whole assortment they have a I mean, they basically have every bolt that you want for that bike, and it comes in a freaking cool little case, and then you can just pick and choose what you want to use. So for me, uh, that's what I went to, and uh, I seem to have less problems with those bolts than I do the stock ones. So that those are my takes on the Kawasaki. Uh, again, more time on the KX250 than... Of course, with Aiden Ride 1, then I do the 450. But, man, the SR is really good. I will have some baseline settings for you guys soon. If you guys have an SR and you want some of that, contact me if you need it sooner. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'm happy to help you out. Okay, so now the YZ450. Uh, no stranger to this bike. As you guys know, it's my favorite bike to get on and race when I'm just doing my own races. If I'm choosing a bike, I really have a hard time, and I battle with this, and Heather gets pissed off at me, and... Uh, Aiden laughs because if there's two bikes that I really want to ride the most and if it's just on my own time I don't have to test and I'm going racing I'm going to go choose a blue bike or an orange bike and I'll tell you why I choose the orange bike when I get to it but the blue bike I choose just because it's stable it has a great engine and the suspension package stock is comfortable it moves enough to soak up small chop which is key out here on the West Coast. It has enough dampening feeling if I slam into something, it's not going to hurt my wrist and my old-ass elbows. Uh, I like that it corners decent. It's not the best cornering bike, but it's not horrible. It prefers to be front-end steered. I like that. So for me, it's just easier to hop on this thing and ride fast. Uh, I've never, I've, I actually grew up being a Honda guy. I preferred Hondas the most. But as time grew on, Hondas got more rigid. Yamahas got better. Uh, I had early model Yamahas, and I hated it. It was f just fat. They didn't corner. It was too violent of an engine, and I was just out. So for me, 
it's hard to beat a 2022 Yamaha 450. It's just nice and, and easy to ride. Hopefully, they don't screw it up for 2023. But here are some settings for the, the suspension. Look, KYB SSS fork is the best fork out there right now. 170 to even almost 200 pounds, this fork can be dialed in for you. It's easy. It has a wide range of adjustment. And for me, it has the most comfort for a novice vet guy or a pro. You have a lot of comfort. Uh, height is at four millimeters. We will talk about that a little bit too. Compression, 10 clicks out. Rebound, eight clicks out. Uh, leave the stock springs are fine on that thing. There's no reason for you to go up a spring rate. If you're north of 210, 15 pounds, then you can. But for me, the stock spring rate is just fine. I'd switch up the fork height a little bit when I go to different tracks. If I'm going to a tighter track, four millimeters, I'm going to a track that's faster, choppy, has hills like Glen Helen, or maybe uh, if you have a track like Bud's Creek, I would drop that fork to flush to one millimeter in height. That really plants that front end when you're on lean, uh, gets it to be like the Kawasaki in that direction, and it doesn't hurt that cornering sensation as much because if you have something to bank off of, the Yamaha will do that, but where it does suffer is if you're trying to get around a flat corner, it doesn't really have that front-end feel like a KTM does. So just know if it's a fast, ruddier track that has some hills, this fork height of flush to one millimeter will work. If it's hard pack with no ruts or nothing to bank off of, you might want to try at least three to four millimeters in height. So that's the, the fork setting. Shock 104 millimeters, a sag, 10 clicks out on low speed. High speed is one turn out. And rebound, 13 clicks out. That's the stock stuff. I can ride that, be happy, go fast, and not worry about it. Suspension-wise, I've had a set of Enzo stuff, really good. Ross over there knows KYB better than anyone. I will go on record to say that. I feel like if there's anyone that has the smarts to build something better than what we can get stock and actually be able to feel it, Ross and the guys over at Enzo really do a great job. So, you guys are looking to get something valved, um, I would recommend them. I have not tried Racetech stuff on a Yamaha. I will go back to the Kawasaki and said I have tried Racetech on Kawasaki, and it's really good. So if you guys are looking for a little bit of a better suspension setting, Racetech does have that on the Cowie. But for the Yamaha, man, it's hard to beat stock. And uh, don't be shy just to run stock. And if you guys do need springs and you guys are heavier dudes, don't be shy just to run heavier springs and leave the stock valving because... That valving in there will comply with your heavier spring. Travis Preston over there is a bigger dude. I think he's 200-plus pounds because he's a CrossFit maniac. Uh, he's not slim and trim like he was when uh, almost 20 years ago when he was racing, so he's all ripped up and shredded. So he is the heavier test guy over there, and uh, they have put heavier springs in with the stock valving, and it does work. So uh, little tidbits here about this bike. Uh Easy to work on, filters kind of shitty stock one, so I go to a Twin Air Power Flow kit, or you can go to a GYTR system, basically the same thing. One is plastic, one is aluminum, uh, one is less expensive, one is more expensive. I am a minus five, minus, I'm sorry, minus five down, minus five back foot peg guy. I run my bars in the rear hole, and I am a stock, right now I'm on a stock height seat. 
Raptor pegs do make custom offset pegs. They just made me some custom 5, 5, minus 5, and minus 5 pegs, which are great. I've had minus 7, which are great. I've had minus 10 back, which is, I like that as well. But the happy medium for me was minus 5 down and minus 5 back. And Raptor, you can count on those pegs. They're great pegs. They're well made. They are expensive. They come from the UK, but... You don't have to worry about it breaking on you, and it will help the rider triangle because, let's face it, this rider triangle sucks ass. Yamaha has failed us in the fact of a rider triangle. Um, I feel cramped. Uh, my knees are high, so I really had to go to work and adjust it and find the right thing for me. I'm six foot. You taller guys will probably need to go a little bit. Uh, if you're six two or something, I would go minus seven down. I wouldn't worry about the back position so much. The up and down movement of the peg is more important on this bike just because your knees are so damn high. And no, you don't drag the pegs worse if you have deep ruts. Uh, you will notice if, it, if you're super sensitive, but I'm not that sensitive to the fact I'm dragging pegs. They do fold up nice. They sit well. I've had pegs that fold up too much or are maybe down too far, but they sit nice and flash, uh, flush with a, maybe a plus 0.1 to 0.2 height uh, bend to them, which isn't bad because when you go into ruts, uh, you want those pegs up just a little bit. You don't want to be too flat where you're going to be scraping them into the that deep portion of the rut. So muffler-wise, uh, I love a Pro Circuit muffler and uh, a Kropovich. So if you guys are looking for a smoother power, which is very common with this bike, TP3 map, go to a Kropovich muffler. This really smooths out this machine and really helps uh, you get more rear wheel traction. So you're not going to get more excitement down low, but you are going to get a little less hit off the bottom, and this thing's going to climb amazing, like mid to top. They're well built. I can go a long-ass time on a Kropovich muffler packing. It's, it's impressive. If I go to an FMF or a Pro Circuit, I get 10 to 12 hours max, and that can is rattling and, and empty. Not so with the Kropovich. It goes a long time. It's well-made. They look beautiful. They are expensive. I think I paid $1,400 for mine, and uh, but it does work really well, so there's that. Pro Circuit, I would say I would recommend if you want a little bit more hit off the bottom, uh, but yet a smoother mid-range feel. So it's a quite a bit of a different feeling from Pro Circuit to Akrapovich, but I do like them both at different times. When I go to a softer track, I prefer a Pro Circuit muffler, and that's what I go to. Again, if you're on a stock ECU, TP3 map is the way to go. It just helps everything out. Uh, low end to mid-range climb, it just broadens everything out, and it makes it easier to ride. If you, go, if you guys do want to spend a little bit of money, uh, that Vortex map by Chad, I've worked really hard on putting that Vortex in and mapping it. So I do have a couple settings within that ECU that really broadens the bike. It really gives you more real traction. It actually helps the bike corner just because of the way the power is delivered. Yes, that all can happen with an ECU. Uh, not on every bike, but with this Yamaha, it really does help. On this Honda that we're going to talk about here in a minute, it really does help the Honda. So there are some bikes that the ECU does really help you guys corner better it's amazing i would say seven years ago i would never thought i would say this but here i am talking about ecus and chassis feeling it's crazy like when i was testing at yamaha and ktm way back in the day we never did ecu stuff never did it and if we did it was just for 
running clean. We never did it for chassis reasonings. And the reason why we did this ECU for the Yamaha is just strictly for chassis feel. So uh, Chad has the maps over there at XPR Motorsports. You can email him or call him. Say you want the Kiefer map and the Vortex on the Yamaha, and it really does help. Um, this bike was featured in the Racer X publication magazine uh, this month, so you can check that out. But overall, very fun bike. My my bike to go to when I'm going racing, I'm racing that this weekend, although I could be riding a different color come Loretta Lynn, so I'm excited about that. Um, something about riding or racing something different for me is uh, getting me going uh, in 2022. I've been kind of racing and doing the same thing on my own with the Yamaha for a while, so it's going to be nice maybe to hopefully race something different. I ride all different kinds of bikes all the time, but when it comes to my own racing, I seem like I've been on the same color for a very long time. So I'm getting excited to try something different. I'll learn a lot about the bike that I'm going to be riding on, and that will translate into you guys and hopefully make you guys a, a better rider and have a better motorcycle. All right, let's get to the most complex motorcycle there is in this podcast. Uh, it is the Honda CRF450R. Ah, man, you guys know what I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> this thing, it's near and dear to my heart. I, I've tested a lot with this bike. I like this bike. I would love it more if it had a calmer chassis. And you have a Honda crf 450 you look at it and it makes you want to ride. You watch Roxon. You watch Sexton. You guys are like, oh, my God, this bike's amazing. And it does look amazing. And this bike has a lot of potential, but it takes a shit ton of work to make it work good. And then when you do make it work good, it's a finicky son of a bitch. It'll go to one track, and you'll have the best time ever. You'll go to a different track next week, and you'll be like, what the fuck am I on? What the hell's going on? It's crazy. It's like a, a a crazy wife that you come home to, and she's fine making dinner and loving, and then PMS hits, and it's just someone totally different that you have no fucking idea who this person is, right? We've been there as married men. This is the Honda CRF450R. So I'm going to try to make it less PMS-y for you. <laughs> I'm going to try to calm her down a little bit, get her a little bit more loving for you, and these are the settings and the tips that I feel like can do that for you. All right, so the bike feels harsh, right? So we thinking, oh, we need to go softer on the fork. Well, no, we need to go stiffer on the fork. Um, I'm 170 pounds. Uh, if you're anywhere north of that, you're going to have to go to a 5.1 uh, spring. 5.2 for guys over 215 pounds, go to 5.2 spring. Well, again, just like the Cowie, you drop one 5.2 in this 5.0 stock spring rate setting, create your own 5.1, and this will help hold up and actually allow you to charge in the bumps harder but have a little bit more plushness because it's going to ride up in the stroke a little bit and not down. You may not feel like it's harsh when you first break in your motorcycle, but about four hours in, you'll feel like it get harsher because that fork is moving and it's diving a little bit more. Uh, going up in the spring rate does help with track toughness. We talk about track toughness with this bike a lot. That's what it lacks. So this does help you a little bit. Uh, height, fork height, you want to go flush to two millimeters. I would not go more than that no matter where you are. Tight tracks, arena cross track, whatever. 
flush to two mil. If you're going on a tight indoor track and you're in Minnesota or whatever and you ride in the winter, go to two millimeters. That's fine. This bike corner is really good. You don't need to go up to the stock height of five millimeters. Stick lower in the fork height. It will help you. Anybody else that's not riding an indoor track, get that thing to flush. And it's the flush is the gold part of the fork, not the cap. We don't measure the cap, okay? So when we talk about fork height, it's the gold portion of the tube, not the cap. Go to flush, compression 12 out, rebound 10 out. Shock, it is a little bit empty in the high speed area, so we're going to stick with the spring rate of 56 newton millimeter. Low speed comp, 11 clicks out. High speed, two to three quarters, right? Two and three quarters clicks out. And rebound, 10 clicks out. Sag at 106. I've tried uh, links, and the only one that I felt like was really good was Factory Connections Linkage. I do not know if it's out yet. I have tested this thing three months ago. It was supposed to come out, and it does really help this bike a lot. Two companies that I've tried that has better settings. Racetech has a really good setting that gets you a little bit more plushness and better holdup. And then also Factory Connection does have great settings for this bike. I have a couple buddies with FC stuff on it. They're really pleased. I have a buddy who has a Wii and a standard edition, and they would FC, and they're really happy. Call down there and see if they have the the knuckle and the link available, and that does help the ratio of the shock because acceleration is its weak point in the rear end, and this will help you there. Once you do get a link, if you do, go to a 105 millimeter, I'm sorry, 105 millimeters of sag, and then your your spring rate on your fork can actually go back down to a 5.0 stock spring rate. So just FYI. So essentially you'll ride a little bit lower in the stroke, but with the sag up a little bit, you can get away with the 5.0 spring rate and it just gives you a plusher ride. So there is some uh, adjustability here once you get a different link and hopefully the ratio will change over time with Honda, but um, right now factory connection seems to have the best ratio available i went out and tested nine different links with factory connection came up with a couple that were better than stock i don't know which one they put into production or if it's in production yet but for me that was a much calmer honda uh what you can do that does help as well as torque settings on this bike two points of concern for me that really do help and that you'll be able to notice you can do engine mounts that will help a little bit. You're not going to notice it that much. I do a little bit, but I'm very sensitive. So two points for you guys that I just want to mention that will help you and that you will be able to feel is the swing arm pivot setting. 65 foot-pounds is the standard setting. If you go to 59 to 60 foot-pounds, that will help. And then also the rear axle nut is a 94 foot-pound setting stock go to 89 to 90 foot-pounds for stock. This will calm that harshness down a little bit on acceleration. It just, there's less bind feel, there's less pounding in your butt on that seat, and that seat isn't very friendly if you're on the edges of it. Man, those seat rails, I can feel that. So uh, there are some things that you can do to make it feel better, and torque settings is free. So right when you get your bike, those two points of concern, bam, do them, and it will help right away. Do you need, <laughs> I get this question a lot and I always laugh, do I need uh, aftermarket engine mounts? 
at this point in time, I do not feel like it helps that much because in an area where it does help, it'll help slap down landings. Um, it'll get a little bit softer, the, at least the engine mounts that I've tried. It does help that area, but it does what it does do is hurt cornering. So I don't like that feeling. So I just leave it stock. If you want to drill a 5-millimeter hole through the top mount, that does kind of achieve what I'm looking for, a, a little bit better slap-down landing, a little bit calmer bump absorption, just takes the edge off a little bit. It's not huge, but it does help. So again, little wins, little victories here for the Honda. Minuscule adjustments do help. You're not going to just magically create this comfort Honda. That you're going to be like, oh my God, a straight line stability is so good. There's so much comfort there. You're never going to get that. If you want comfort, you're going to have to go to a different bike. You may feel like you have something there, and it's and it's pretty good for a Honda. And then you ride a Cowie or a Yamaha, and you're like, "Oh shit, I don't, I'm not even near the comfort setting that I thought I was." But if you like the feel of a Honda, if you're a bigger boy, you like a little bit of a rigid feel. There's nothing wrong with a Honda. I prefer a Honda on softer tracks. If I rode soft, tall bumps, ruddy dirt, the Honda is badass. But out here on the West Coast, it's edgy, square edge, soft in the morning, hard packed by noon, and then I'm chasing my tail on this thing. So it's just frustrating for me as a rider to try to keep up on the changes that needs to be made on this bike. Mufflers. <clears throat> a Kropovich. They make quality shit. I'm going to mention these guys a lot in this, in this podcast. And they do nothing for me. I pay for all of my own shit. They make a really good system because they're usually their mufflers are are quiet and they're not choked up, but they don't have as much low end delivery as other mufflers, FMF Pro Circuit. Yosh is a little bit like a Kropovich where they come on smoother, but a Kropovich really broadens the power of this Honda. Because let's face it, this Honda power is fast. It's gnarly. Uh, holy shit, man! It it it's really really hard to handle even on map one, and it's calmed down over the years. So, um, and this is more like when the track gets really rough. Again, if it's soft dirt, map one is awesome. I'd love to ride this bike, but when it gets edgy and hard, it's really tough. So a Kropovich will kind of slow that low-end feeling down, give you a little bit broader of a, of a nice range of power, won't come on so abrupt, and it sounds really nice. So you guys can go to a Kropovich muffler. That is really good. That's what I would recommend. Um, again, on the ECU front, going to a Vortex really does help this bike. Again, helps the chassis. Just like the Yamaha, broadens everything out, smooths it out. Uh, basically gives you a little bit more comfort just because you have more power, but now you have this newfound throttle response that has more connection to the rear wheel, which allows you to get over some bumps that you normally can't with the other bike. Or... With the stock ECU, you have this abrupt, and then it upsets the rear end, and then you land in another hole that you don't want to. So it's just hard to judge. With the ECU mapped from XPR, it helps you judge the track better, gives you more connection, allows the bike to steer better, calmer chassis on straight line. Look, and again, all of these mods that I'm saying will help little bit by little bit by little bit, but it doesn't make it more comfortable than a Cowie or a Yamaha. So just know that. Uh, 
Thanks for listening to this 2022 450 MX Baseline Settings Podcast. We are going to do some commercials. Listen to these things real quick. Save yourself some money. Trust me, it'll help your wallet out. You'll be happier. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com Hey Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, ProTaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 
720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day? Who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back. Thanks for hanging tough. Thanks for being loyal and actually listening to these things. You know how many people forward those things? Ah, Losers. Keep listening. Save yourself some money. We're back with the show. All right. We can have a whole podcast on the Honda. Jesus. Holy crap. Uh, let's move on to the steel frame motorcycle. So, again... We're going to lump these bikes together. There are a little bit of different settings from uh, the KTM to, let's look here, yeah, to the Husqvarna, a little bit of, just a little bit 
of a different setting just because of subframe and swing arm and, and things like that. So uh, talking about the KTM, and recently I've spent a lot of time on the new 2022 factory edition. So again, your 2022 standard editions, frames are different. I'm learning to love the new bike with the new chassis, but I really like this older chassis. It's fun for me to ride. Uh, I look at photos of me riding, and I'm like, oh, man, this thing was fun to ride. It's It seems like it was easy for me to ride, and I look loose on it. So I want to ride this bike more. Every time I get on, I'm like, oh, i got to ride it more. And I never feel as fast on a KTM as I do on my Yamaha, but the lap times show otherwise. Um, case in point, I'm at Glen Helen last week testing ECU stuff with Jamie at Twisted. Uh, there's a new company, AIM, where they call AIM. Well, they have a, a Taipan ECU. It's a little bit of a different ECU where you can adjust uh, your ECU per gear, So, which is very unique to our industry, where you can adjust second, third, fourth gear. You can map for each gear. Very unique and uh, very noticeable. So a lot different than the standard ECU, and for me, uh, makes the bike a lot better. So my lap times... I have a Lip Pros, of course, they're a sponsor of the show. I wear my Lip Pro almost all the time, and I have a, a standard lap time that I have on my Yamaha. I spent a long time at Glen Helen, and I'm thinking that's a pretty good lap for me on the Yamaha. I get on the KTM, I feel like I am not as fast, and then I'm like two seconds better on the KTM. I think it's because it feels light. I, on a KTM, I can stand up in corners more. Uh, it's easier for me to control because it doesn't have as much horsepower feel on the track. I don't know what it is on the dyno, but on the feel of it, the KTM feels linear, not as strong off the bottom. So I feel like it can ride corners better. It feels lighter. So these are the things that I wonder about. I'm like, God, maybe I should ride a KTM more. So with the standard stuff, I'm not a fan of the air fork, as you guys know, but there are. it's not a horrible fork. It's just not as good as a KYB SSS fork. I will say the whole the bike as a whole does feel better than a Honda for me. Uh, fork air pressure, I go to 11 bar. Compression at 13 clicks out. Rebound, 15 clicks out. Now, if you have, um, I guess if you have factory hard, you know, what we call the KTM triple clamp, the hard part. I don't think they call it hard part clamp. But if you have a split clamp, uh, you still want to go to height on your 5 millimeters. That is standard on both stock clamp and the split clamp. 11 bar, 12 clicks out on compression, and 13 out on rebound. I just go a little bit, um, I can go a little bit firmer with the hard part clamp because the clamp itself is a little bit softer. I get more compliancy, and I can, I can run a little bit of a stiffer fork setting because of that. Uh, the shock, 103, low speed compression, 8 out, high speed compression, 15, I'm sorry, 1.5 out. High speed compression, 1.5 out. Rebound, 12 out. And that is your baseline setting for the KTM WP AER fork and the WP shock. Again, six to eight hours to break in. It's going to feel really firm, really rigid. It's going to vibrate a lot. First six to eight hours. I was noticing this on the new 2022 factory edition. I even commented on my on my uh, my shootout. I was like, dude, this thing vibrates a shit ton. It actually got better after about eight hours. So... The KTMs are really sensitive to break-in. Um, I will say it takes them longer to break in, and then when you're up over 100 hours on these things, they do feel looser than the aluminum frame. So there is a window of opportunity to have a, 
a nice feeling KTM. I think it's narrower than the Japanese model just because of the nature of the steel frame. But nonetheless, very compliant, easy to ride. I love a 2022 KTM 450. Uh, Jamie over there at, at Twisted has a, all these cool parts for the 450. You can get the exhaust flange to get you a little bit more throttle response, which this bike needs for me. I'm not a big guy about bottom end. I usually want less on a 450, but I want more RPM response with Orange Brigade bike. So FMF muffler, Jamie's Twisted exhaust flange. That helps you right there. Those two points right there get you more low end, gets you more RPM response, and makes this bike a little bit friendlier to ride, easier to ride. Makes it even feel lighter than it does. And I will say the same thing for the Husqvarna FC450. Those two mods, exceptional. Those will work on both bikes. Husqvarna, actually three bikes. Husqvarna, Gas Gas, and KTM. FMF systems are the best for me, the least that I have tried. The Akropovich muffler is too uh, doggy down low. When I stick in a Kropovich on a KTM or a Gas Gas or a Husqvarna, it doesn't really help that pickup, that recovery, that low end. The FMF actually does. Yes, you leave the insert out on the FMF along with that exhaust flange, and it really does help. You want to take it a, a step further, you can go to um, a Vortex ECU mapped either by Jamie or XPR uh, at Twisted or XPR. So, That'll get you some more low end, uh, make that bike even snappier. You can run VPT4 in that. That's what I do. And you basically have a miniature race bike without even getting into your engine. Right there, it's like I had my buddy Michael Willard race my bike at the Vet National last year. He has a KTM 450 with pretty stock, but he rode my bike with just these mods, a Vortex, FMF, and the exhaust flange. And he's like, holy shit, man, I can't believe how fast this thing is. He's like, it's almost too much for me, and Michael's a smaller guy. But holy crap, man, it really does wake it up. And for for you guys out there that that like that snappiness and are always wondering, hey, I'm a bigger guy, Kiefer, I need more snap out of the KTM, this is where you get it right there, those three mods. Exhaust flange, FMF exhaust, and that Vortex ECU. And that's a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, so if you guys are willing to spend a little bit cashish, some more cashish on your uh, Husqvarna or your KTM, that is where I would go. I do recommend going to a split clamp, either the KTM hard part clamps on either of three of these bikes, or you go to the right engineering clamp. The extra clamp is a little bit stiffer of a feel compared to the factory clamp or um, Adrian's clamp, just FYI. Um, let's move on to the Husqvarna, and I'll still talk about these bikes, but... Uh, again, 5 millimeters and fork height on the fork. Husqvarna 11 bar. Compression 13 to 14 clicks out. Rebound 13 clicks out. Um, hard part triple clamps, if you guys are putting that on, or a split clamp. Again, 5 millimeters, 11.1 bar air pressure. Compression 16 clicks out. Rebound 13 clicks out. Shock sag 102 millimeters, a little bit, you know, um, a little bit higher of a setting on the Husqvarna just because of the subframe. I felt like it tracked better out of corners. Uh, low speed compression, 10 clicks out. High speed compression, 1.25 out. And rebound, 11 clicks out. Gas, gas. There is some more comfort with that stock clamp that gas, gas comes with. It's a little bit of a cheaper clamp, but you're also getting a better um, feel, at least for me, on lean angle and straight line bump stability. 
I get a better feel. So I would actually leave the stock clamp on. It looks chintzy. It looks cheap, but it actually works really well when you ride it. Air pressure, 11 bar. Compression, 14 clicks out. Fork height, 5 millimeters. Rebound, 11 clicks out. If you're going to move on and go to a split clamp, 11 bar on the air pressure. Compression, 11 clicks out. Rebound, 10 clicks out. Height, 5 millimeters. Shock, 103 millimeters on the sag. Low speed compression, 10 clicks out. High speed compression, 1.5. And rebound at 10 clicks out. So again, if I had to choose any one of these bikes in order in the steel frame, I would go orange, red, white. Uh, orange because it just has nice RPM response feeling in stock form more than the Husqvarna. Husqvarna is a little bit of a deader low-end feel. And then the Gas Gas, for me, I just like it a little bit more than the Husqvarna because it has more compliancy in the chassis. And let's face it, red looks sexy. Uh, something about having a red bike, that new TLD edition uh, bike that's out. Even though it's the old chassis, uh, it looks awesome. So uh, that is my go-to. If Again, if I had to choose, Yamaha and KTM are my, are my favorite 450s to ride. Um, what's weird, too, and I just thought about this, is even though the KTM in stock form is not my favorite bike, the Yamaha's my favorite, there is quite a bit of work that needs to be done to the KTM similar to the Honda. Now, the difference between that is you guys are saying, oh, Kiefer, you still got to do all this work to the KTM, and why do you hate the Honda? Well, when I do the work to the KTM after I am done with these modifications, the track toughness goes way up. Like, I feel like I can go to different tracks and it feels the same or similar to the setting that I like versus the Honda where I find a setting that I like at one track and then it moves around. It's too gnarly for me. So that is why. Yes, the, both the Honda and the KTM require a little bit of help, but once you help the KTM, it's more responsive to different tracks than it is the Honda. So that is why I like the KTM. Um, but, man, if you're leaving a stock 450 alone, it's hard to beat a Yamaha just because of how stable and how well the suspension's built and how fun that engine is, especially if you're a bigger guy. So um, that is the settings and some tips that you guys can try at home. As always, you can hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com if you have more questions and if I didn't break something down for you here. Uh, I am currently still riding the KTM Factory Edition 450. I'm getting on the Husqvarna here in a couple weeks. And... Kawasaki unfortunately took back my SR, so I can't ride that. I would love to ride that bike more. And man, I was really considering riding that at Loretta Lens because I thought that's how good this bike is. And uh, I don't think there's enough to go around at this point in time. Kawasaki only allotted so many, and I think they sold out fairly damn quick because I get emails from you guys, and they're like, can you find me an SR? And I'm like, dude, every, everyone's sold out. Power is sold out. Power has stock Kawasaki's but not the SR version. So if you do find an SR, you're probably going to pay a pretty penny for it. Just FYI. So uh, be careful of that. Uh, thank you to the people that sponsor the show, and thank you guys for supporting those people. Again, we don't just take advertisers just to get money. Uh, we take these advertisers after I test the products or I use the products myself. So that is the why they're on. that's why they're on this show, and that's why we use them. And don't forget, I didn't mention it, if you, but if you need an MRI, you can go to Robert Kong over in Riverside, California. Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. Um, I just had Aiden get an MRI on his shoulder because he tore his labrum. 
Um, not as labia. People are like, oh, labia. Aiden even, what's a labia, Dad? I said, never mind, son. Just keep it moving. You got a torn labrum. <laughs> but if you need an MRI and you're in Southern California, Robert Kong, he rides dirt bikes. He owns an imaging center, uses a Tesla 3.0, and, uh, yeah, it's easy to get in and get out. He'll just mention my name, and they'll get you in for a great deal. Even if you do have insurance, you still get in and out and quick and less headaches, trust me, because when it comes to our medical system, it's a fucking nightmare. And it sucks. So it's nice to know someone in higher places than me. So thank you, Robert. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, as always, my door is open. If you see me at the track, let's talk about your dirt bike. Maybe I can help with your setting. No, I will not ride your motorcycle. Do not ask me to ride your motorcycle. Um, I just I feel like that's a liability waiting to happen. And it's tough for me to get used to your cockpit. And it's hard for me to judge uh, but we are working in 2022 to do a testing seminar at a couple different tracks, two in Southern California and two back east. So if you guys want to learn how to test a little bit better, get a feel for your bike a little bit better, we're going to go over how to do that. And we're going to give you guys a little bit of a, a test. We're going to adjust your bike. And then at the end of the day, see if how well, how much you have learned. And uh, you guys have to guess which way I adjusted your machine. So it's a fun day. You get to learn about your bike. You get to learn how to feel certain things on your suspension and your engine. And it's something I came up with, me and my buddy, and we thought we'd be um, would be cool to share that with you guys in a couple classes. So classes are going to be limited. If you're interested, you can hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Again, two, two spots here in Southern California and two spots back east. I will announce the tracks here on the Pulp MX show next month and what tracks I'll be going to. But... Um, I thought, why not share the testing knowledge that I have with you guys so it's easier for you guys to set up your machine. So looking forward to doing that. I will see you next week, and uh, I am off for the week. I am taking off to uh, go up north with Aiden to go race some dirt bikes and uh, try to get back to Loretta Lynn's. So wish us luck and hope to see you at the ranch this summer. See you guys next week.